The call on the ice stands. We got a goal. I'm loving these kids. I want to adopt them. How's that? I want to clean them up and raise them as my own. What's up, Squid Squad? You're listening to the Squid Pod. I'm Dan Morse. This is my brother, Jeremy. How's it going, eh? And welcome to episode 27, the Dennis Chalowski episode. Shouts to RIP. Shouts to the first, <laughs> the first former Kraken, Dennis Jalowski. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, he he was the the original number twenty seven for the Kraken, and uh, he didn't get into a regular season game. But he was last week when he recorded, he was on waivers, and then the next day it was reported that he did get claimed by the Capitals. So he yeah. joins other Seattle Kraken legend Vitek Vanacek. Look at him go! Famously selected by the Kraken, and then a week later traded right back to Washington for a fourth round pick. Uh, once we signed Philip Grubauer, we're no longer in need of his services. Anyway, shout out Dennis anyway. Chalowski, the original number 27. That's right. Look out for the uh, Chalowski-Vanacek revenge game. What, uh, November, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, let's see the calendar here. <laughs> November November 21st. That's the one there I think I'm getting you out to, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll go We'll go, We'll go. go check out that one. And, the, and TJ Oshie homecoming, so it'll be, it'll be a big Sunday there. That's right. All right. Well, we got uh, some games to talk about this week, huh? The yeah, Kraken wrapped, finally... the Kraken wrapped up the road trip. Yeah, five games, five games down. Uh, not the record we were hoping for. They're one, three, and one. But you know what? They did get that win. So they did that, get that first that's, win. That's a very important thing. Uh, first impressions. What do you got? Um, I mean, I, I obviously, you know, it's a little disappointing to to win one out of the five games. We'd hope to at least get two. We, me, and you were both hoping for three or four, but. You know we're we're a little greedy like that, but you know it. Uh, they 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 looked good at times. I think one the, the thing that that really that really made me the most nervous. And we're only five games in, so I don't want to. You know we're we only have all we can do is overreact at this point. But the thing that made me the most nervous was I felt like from Nashville to Columbus to Philadelphia, they played they were playing worse, progressively worse each game, which is the opposite of what you want to see with a brand new team. You want to see them improve with each game, and I felt like. From Vegas to Nashville, they sort of, you know, they sort of improved, but uh, but from there, it just, yeah, I mean, it just seemed to kind of go downhill, and they they battled back in New Jersey a little bit, but I did feel like a, a couple games that 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 made me nervous. That was my that was one of my first impressions. What about you? Yeah, I kind of felt the same way. Um, you know, you we were hoping that on a road trip we'd see the team sort of gel together a bit more. Guys that hadn't played together before, just getting some time in the regular season. Uh, getting the line combinations all worked out and everything, doing some team bonding and everything. Um, but it turns out they, it was just like a really long road trip to the opposite coast, different time zones. And, you know, I guess the more I think about that, I'm like, oh, well, of course they kind of got worse <laughs> over the course of it. Um, yeah. You know, like point. it's, it's hard going to all those different cities. What was it? Five games in eight nights, I think nine nights. Yeah. Five, it was five games, five games in eight nights. And, uh, I mean, you had Vegas and Nashville who were both playoff teams last year. Uh, we didn't think too highly of Philadelphia and Columbus, but that makes us look stupid. You know what I mean? Um, uh, Philadelphia was driven by spite, though. They just they did not like Dave Haxel in Philadelphia, and so we're we're chalking that one up to to, to that's spite. A good point. And they still got about half the roster that he coached there. They have a lot of that team. Left, they do. So, um, 
So, you know, they're going to come out, they're going to come out guns blazing, but no, uh, I guess I just kind of want, let's just, let's just kind of run through them real quick. We don't need to go too in depth, but after Vegas, that's where we left you last week. So they went to Nashville. The big thing, I, I don't always think who scores first matters that much, but it seems to on this road trip, Columbus was the only game where the team that scored first didn't win. You know, every other game, the team that scored first won the game and they scored first in Nashville, which was good to see. Um, it's the only time they scored first too. No, they scored first in Columbus too. Oh, that's right. No, and I've got that goal. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. But yeah, no, but anyway, anyway, yeah, they scored first and, uh, no wait, They didn't, they didn't score first. They, they scored first in Columbus, but they didn't score first. And, um, they didn't score first in Nashville. I'm already, I'm already getting off on the wrong foot. Uh, they gave, cause they gave what, what jumped out at me is they, they, they got off to a better start than Vegas. The first couple minutes, they seemed to go good, but they right. gave up another early goal That's right off that right. draw. That's what happened. They get off that early goal right off the draw. And, uh, it just it, it that was a theme of the whole trip that really was not fun to see is or not just first period goals but early like five minute end goals those are it's just are it's tough. just it's just a tough tough thing to swallow to get your you know you get all fired up for the game and you play one shift where you haven't even gotten on the ice yet and you're down a goal so um it was good to see them not get in the same trap as Vegas and Nashville they didn't fall into a big 3-0 hole they came right back Vince Dunn threw a huge hit um, about halfway through the period and uh, immediately a big guy jumped in. Lazan tried to fight him for Dunn, but Dunn was ready to go. And it, uh, you know, he did what he could. He held on. Um, it was a big guy that had a lot of, had a lot of fights in the minors from what they said. And, you know, it was good to see though, cause the boys got fired up. The bench was fired up. Uh, and right after that, right out of that, we got a power play and, uh, Donato got to, got us going on the power play. Yeah, man. It was, it was, it was awesome. Uh, yeah. Nashville games first win first win in franchise history it was a lot of fun you know they uh you're right that they didn't seem to sit losing for very long they they got right yeah. back in it they were leading after the first period uh yeah you know the the power play worked two goals on the power play it's great to see yeah, it was it was McCann not Donato by the way my mistake McCann got that first goal I thought Schwartz tipped yeah. it. I kept showing the replay and I kept thinking they were going to change oh, it but it must have hit the defenseman because it never got yeah. changed that was, there was another one later on. Uh, was it the Columbus game, was it? or I don't remember. There was another game where I thought Schwartz got it, but it was McCann again. Yeah. No, that was, yeah. That was Vegas. That was the first game in Vegas. That All right. No, yeah. happened so the first two the games Nashville where Schwartz had, had phantom yeah. goals that were really Jared McCann goals. Yeah. Uh, but then we, then we saw... The third period, Chris, though. We need to talk about the yeah. third period in Nashville. Because that was oh my god not fun to watch when they the only they thing a, I wanted they didn't get a shot on goal until the empty net goal yeah which you had a fun set to tweet out about that but the only thing I wanted to get to before the third period real quick yeah we finally saw I didn't realize uh, that uh, that Brandon Tanev had an A plus celly which he was blowing kisses to the crowd when he scores oh, yeah, yeah. he did oh. it in Nashville and Columbus so he scored in Nashville and he blew a big kiss to the crowd because there was that big hit by Dunn <laughs> the fight and then we just Stormed back at the end of the period. Uh, short or uh, McCann got the power play, then Tanev got the goal. And anyway, that was fun to see. But yes, we head into the third. We're leading three to two. And my God, the they puck was in our end of the ice the whole time. The entire time. Like, I, you know, it's one game. I'm sure they got a lot of nerves going. It's like, oh my God, this could be the first win in franchise history. But my God, the way they just turtled and just said we have no interest in playing any offense um you know I, I i hope it was a bit of nerves playing on the road still a new team and not a dave hackstall strategy hey we have the lead and it's the third period lock it up like 
Because that if they played like that when they had a three-goal lead, it's much different. It's like, whatever, fine, you know. I'm shocked that you didn't get one shot on goal. But, um, you know, with a one-goal lead, that's a terrible, terrible way to, to play it. And you know what? In the very next game in Columbus, that kind of came back to bite them. It did. I, I'm with you 100%. That was not what I wanted to see. Now, it's also Nashville's home opener, you know, so they're going to come out yeah. extra aggressive. But – at the end of the day, you're right. Like it seemed like Nashville came out and jumped on us, and we just decided that we were just going to stay in our own zone and play it like a penalty kill for 20 minutes. And what was the what was the stat you tweeted out after that game? It was so I had data going back to the 2010 season, and it was the first or it was the 14th time that a team has won a game when they didn't record a shot on goal besides an empty net shot. So basically, once a year, a team goes into the third period doesn't get a shot on goal unless there's an empty net and wins the game. And that already happened. We already did it for our first winning franchise history. Two games. Yeah, not (laughs) ideal. And that also shows it's not sustainable. Like at the end of the day, teams are going to push one, two, even three goals in the third period. Teams are going to push and you cannot just sit on a one goal lead for 20 minutes like that. Um, Because we did hold on to get the win. It was awesome to see. Tanev got the empty netter. Uh, But then to your point, we go to Columbus and – we're up, we're up one heading into the third and, you know, just too many chances. And eventually, you know, one came back to bite him. I felt like in that, uh, in that Columbus game, I felt like they looked slow from the start. I felt like we were struggling just almost the entire game. I just felt like, you know, it was our third game on the trip. You know, I felt like the travel, the travel was starting to get to him in Columbus. Like I watching the game. I felt like, man, Columbus just looks faster to pucks than we do. And I felt like that from the get go on that one. And then, Really, that was Grubauer's best game to this point was Columbus. He stood on his head. Yeah, Grubauer had a fantastic game, man. Until our elite goal scorer, Brandon Tanev, stepped up (laughs) and showed us his silky mitts. Dude, what a goal. I didn't know he had it in him. Best goal in franchise history, right? (sighs) Easy. So far. Easy. So far. But no, great goal. Then we, that, that's when I saw him do the same celly where he blew a kiss to the crowd and I didn't realize. I'm like, oh, that's his thing. I love oh, that's it. so much fun. Because um, then he can, you know, you do it at home and everyone's cheering. You do it on the road and everyone's booing. It's just so good. But no, he scored a big goal. And then I was like, well, we held on to Nashville. Let's see what happens. And uh, yeah. unfortunately, they went into that full prevent mode. Um you know, it's like when you see a football team just give up those 15 yards over the middle of the field to try and kill the clock at the end of the game. And it bit them. They, they gave a goal in the third. They got to overtime, and it was hard to get going. Like I said, I feel like they looked a little slow. Um, and then, you know, Columbus had the puck. Geeky made a bad change, I thought. He was kind of tired, but I saw Geeky go yeah. to the bench when Columbus was coming up the ice. It turned into a three-on-two, and anytime Patrick Lanny has the puck on a stick without, you know, anybody in his way, and he's shooting from the top of the circle, that's not ideal for your team. He just did the same thing to the Islanders. So it's just uh, – yeah. You know, not not what you want to see, and you know you end up getting one point instead of two. Yeah, man, it sucks. That's why you got to go out in the third period and play play offense, even if you're even if you're ahead. Because, I mean, if you have it in your own offensive zone, then the other team can't score. Um, yeah, Seattle has been giving up a lot of rush chances, which I get. You know, maybe don't you don't want to give up the rush chance, so you don't want to like be pinching too deep or whatever in the offensive zone. But right, man, you gotta. You got to try and get the get the insurance goal. Can't just roll yeah. with the one goal lead. Yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta you gotta push in, in those situations. And I, hopefully they're learning from it. Um, you know, the thing that made me nervous about the Columbus National Games back to back was going in that one goal lead into the third. And to your point, like 
I don't want this to be a staple of Dave Haxtell hockey is that right. It doesn't matter yeah. how much you're up by once the third period gets here, if you're winning, shut it down. Cause that is not, you're going to lose more games than you could, than, than you should. And you're yeah. going to lose points in the standings, you know, you, you, I mean, you just can't play that it's way. One, it's one thing to start with like five minutes left in the period too, but man, to just come out and start the yeah. third period like that, yeah. it's, it's insane. <laughs> yeah. Once you get to the second half of the period, I can almost understand it. I still think yeah. I would, I'm with you and I would really wait till there's like five minutes left. Once you get to the second yeah. half of the period, I can at least understand it. Um, or to your point, if you're up by more than two, I can understand yeah. it. But one or two goal lead, you got to, you got to, you got to be foot on the gas. Like mm-hmm. the NHL scoring is coming back the last couple of years, you know, like offensive yeah. players, like their, their skill sets are elite and it does not take much. They don't need much room in this league to score goals. So um, I hope that we, uh, we learn from those games. Uh, I hope it's more of just like you said, guys getting to know each other and playing a little nervous and a little tense rather than, you know, Hackstall wanting them to completely shut it down. So, and I'm sure it's a, a little of both, you know, I know he's more yeah. of a defensive minded coach, but um you know, I'm sure the guys were also a little nervous and tense. So I'm sure it's a little bit of both. Uh, unfortunately, like I said, mentioned at the beginning, they, they progressively got worse. I felt from Nashville to Columbus to Philadelphia, and this is where it culminated. Um, uh, the thing that frustrated me the most about the Philly game was in all honesty, the very, the first five minutes, I felt like they played great. I felt like we were all over Philly. I felt like we like the first yeah. shift and the first, the first few shifts, everybody, every line's first two shifts. I felt like they, were absolutely generating chances and they were taking it to Philly. And I was like, okay, good. They look a lot better than they did in Columbus. Like I feel good about this game. And mm-hmm. the big, like, like Carter Hart absolutely robbed Jordan Eberle. Like Jordan yeah. Eberle's on the doorstep. Looks like Hart's down and out. Everybody goes to backhand to the open net and Carter Hart comes diving across and makes an amazing save. Mm-hmm. Flyers go right down the ice and they like, it happens in hockey so often, a great save by a goalie rush the other way in a goal. And it's such a, dare I say, momentum swing, Dan? <laughs> yes. Yes, you may. At the end of the day, it, it like, sucks. like it was, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to see, like you think you score and then 30 seconds later, a minute later, like Drew buries one on a rocket and all of a sudden it's like, oh man, we're down one, nothing instead of up one, nothing. The crowd's buzzing. Uh, Philadelphia's got some energy and then, you know, connect me shoots on a one-on-one and gets stone rebound. Um, we're and not then I feel like we just, yeah, we couldn't get the puck out of our zone the rest of the game. It's like every breakout Philly was just pouncing on us on the forecheck, and we were just turning mm-hmm. it over left and right. Um, man, Everly can't, like that... Everly can't buy a goal right now, too, man. No. no. He's no. had so many good chances and just robbed by Carter Hart or, you know, misses the net. And <sighs> yeah, I feel for the yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, that was, that was, yeah, Everly is brutal. I saw. One of the guys that's uh, that's working with you on the Davy Jones locker room, he uh, yeah, you know, he did it. Yeah. Someone tweeted out or retweeted him and was doing the goals yeah. per game by month for Everly, and he definitely is a second half player. It looks like him over his career, yeah, he for sure. Goes along, so that's encouraging to hear at least or see. Um, but yeah, we were down three nothing. You know that third goal, we couldn't get the puck yeah. out of our zone. It was a bad bounce. I remember they threw it to the slot and it hit off someone's skate and went in. But the problem to me was we had so many chances to get the puck out of the zone. I remember thinking before they scored that third goal, and we just that was a common theme on the road trip that made me really nervous. And I think you can attribute a lot of that to new guys playing together, but our breakout was sloppy. Like I felt like watching every game and that was every game. I felt like our breakout was sloppy and we turned the puck over in our own zone a lot. Did you? Yeah, uh, I saw, I remember, I don't don't remember which game it was. It might've been the New Jersey game, but uh, I think it was a New Jersey game. Even Mark Giordano just tried to make a pass in their own. Oh, he whiffed. Fanned on it. Oh, just and yeah, that felt pretty uh, symbolic of the whole road trip. The the play in the defensive do- zone was 
not what I thought it would be heading into the year. Um, yeah. They've just given up way too many grade A chances right in the slot. Like, feels like they lose guys too easily. Someone skates behind them on the back door and they just, nobody, yep. nobody gets to them. And guys getting their own rebounds that, like you mentioned in the Philly game, connecting, I think yeah. it was, took yeah. a shot and then it bounces off, uh, bounces off Grubauer and just, comes right back to Konechny and nobody's okay, able just to beats Larson to the rebound. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like Larson's either got to stand knock him up into the corner, gotta, man. Yeah. Yeah. You got to knock the puck in the corner or, or hit him. Like, you know, you got to, yeah. you got to do one of those things. You can't let him just fire it and get his own rebound like that. And yeah. then like the fourth goal, like Ryan Ellis just snuck in behind everybody. And to your point, everyone's puck watching. Everyone's just standing yeah. there watching the right. puck. Ryan Ellis sneaks in and boom, it's four, nothing. But like, you know, like a three goal lead in hockey isn't as scary anymore, but a four, you know, it's four, nothing. And then, you know, they got another odd man rush. We were slow getting back, and it's Chris Dreger time all of a sudden. It's five to nothing in the second period in Philly. <laughs> yeah, that was not uh, how I wanted to see Chris Dreger enter <laughs> start the year in relief of Grubauer after he gave up five goals. <laughs> yeah, that was that was less than ideal, especially because we had the back to back. So at, at that time, we were kind of like, well, well what is this? Who's even going to start now the next night? I'm supposed to be Dreger yeah, right? the next night, but we'll we'll get there in a minute. But what 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 it what was fun and one thing I'll, I'll have everyone keep in mind is like these games happen all year. We're gonna have a couple games where we're gonna beat teams by four or five six goals. We'll have a one or two where we lose. It's just kind of sometimes hockey games they just yeah. kind of go that way. You you know every team's gonna have a couple no matter who you are. You know like it's just it's just it's just the way it goes. What 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 was fun and if nothing else came from it is we talked about road trip. We talked about bonding. We talked about guys standing up for each other. And we saw plenty of that in Philadelphia once oh, the score got to five, nothing before they even dropped the puck. Bastion gets whacked by Giroux and just, nope, just grabs him. And all of a sudden he's their captain. All five Philly guys jump in. Everybody jumps in. Bastion's made an enemy out of the whole team. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, yeah. when you saw, uh, then there was, Oh yeah. Somebody, somebody put a dangerous hit on Larson. He was like in an awkward position and some cross check going oh, to the boards. Yeah. And we got our first uh, our first Jimmy Oleksiak, our first big rig fight. And he took it, he took it to whoever I, he fought. Who I don't remember who he fought. It's somebody that he's got like eight inches on. I can't remember who he fought, but man. That could be anybody in the league, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I felt I honestly felt like Alexiak kind of took it easy on him. It's like, man, what I felt like he kind of was waiting fighting? and at the okay. end he finally was like, Yeah, I've had enough. Okay, if you want it, if you want it, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> He looked uh, like he was smiling, like he was like, "Oh yeah, you want You want to go? You want to go?" He got like the crazy eyes look. Uh, yeah, so that was kind yeah. of fun to see. And You're then, right. uh, it is fun to see the guys stand up for each other. They're they're definitely yeah. At uh, least they definitely got some bonding in on this trip. At least early on in the, on your first season, it's you know, you know, we're hockey fans. Like, sure, everyone likes a good fight, but I'm not you know, I'm not interested in watching a team that's going to be in last place and just get into fights every night. I want to see a team yeah. that's going to be competitive and score goals and win games. But that said. You know, the first quarter of this season, it's just going to be a little different because they really are all trying to prove each other. You know, like it's a common thing you'll see in hockey when a guy gets traded to a new team. You can almost count on unless he's like specifically there to score goals. You can almost guarantee he's going to fight within his first probably five, 10 games, probably within his first five. Like it's like very, very common. The first time someone throws a questionable hit on his new team, he goes and finds that guy and he says, I'm here to be part of your team. You know, yeah, like that's just, you know. That's just, you know, that's the, that's the old school hockey mentality that, you know, you can debate on whether it should be there or not, but that's just kind of one of those things that, and they're all in that position right now. They're all on the new team and they're all trying to show they're there for each other. So the first, you know, 10, 15 games, you know, I don't mind seeing, you know, seeing them all stand up for each other and, and, and things like that. Um, they did get a goal. They didn't get shut out. Uh, that's right. 
shouts to Carson Susi. Yeah, they yeah, the Susi. First defense, first defensive goal in team history. First uh, defensive with a goal, so he'll always, yeah, he'll always have that. He'll have that's that not accolade. the name I would have had down, but <laughs> but. And the one thing that, that that was no surprise to me was we saw lots of line shuffling in the third, which was good to see. You know, it's an yeah. opportunity. You know, you're down five to one. Throw some different line combos out there. You got to figure out who's going to work well with each other. We're still not exactly. on our final lines. We're in our initial set. So we yeah. do have to talk about it before we move on from this game. Seattle Thunderbird legend, Nate Thompson, with some Nate on Nate crime. Oh, my goodness. Nate Thompson just beat the shit out of Nate Bastion, <laughs> man. Like, I, there's no other way to put it. He destroyed him i i never i don't nate didn't play that angry when he played in seattle <laughs> well he was different when he played in seattle he was more of like a, an offensive contributor here he was a, he was a good two-way forward i'd yeah. say in seattle he was a very good yeah. two-way forward in seattle and i would say he has made a career in the nhl as a defensive-minded forward yeah for um, sure he plays on the he plays on the penalty kill he doesn't play on the power play he plays on your fourth line and he is not afraid to play physical he's you know six foot six one he's not small but he's not big but he's not afraid of anybody and I know I've known Nate has sort of earned that reputation over the years as someone that's willing to drop the gloves. Yeah. And you know, he's never been a bad fighter, but my God, Bastion, you're a big boy. Like, I don't know what happened Dude. there. I don't know if Nate caught him off guard. If you like, you know, they showed the replay and he turned around, he was ready to go. And Nate got a good, yeah. sometimes a good, you get a good grab early. Like you got their arm and they don't have yours and you start throwing. And it looks like, you know, Bastion just never recovered. Like that happens sometimes, yeah. but it was unfortunate to watch because, like, we know Nate, man. Nate, <laughs> Nate was friends with, with Gibby. Like, Nate's been to our house, you know? Like, <laughs> Nate used to watch the OC with me and my high school friends. Nate loved – by the way, Nate Thompson, I know you I know you love the OC, for those that don't know. Yeah, I will I will out that right here. Nate Thompson is a huge OC fan. Or he Look, was he's a man of in, a certain age. Everybody yeah. every, everybody at his age at that time loved the OC. Let's be real. That's right. Well, it's just, it was just great TV. It was great TV, you know, when I was in high school. Anyway, uh, we had to bring Project. it up. Nate Thompson, we love you on this podcast, but, uh, you know, take take it easy, huh? Like, be nice there's no next need, time. There's, no, there's no, no need for that, man. <laughs> Let's uh, uh let's finish let's finish up. Let's, so the last game of the road trip, yeah. New Jersey. Let's stop talking about the Philly game because the Philly game sucked. Let's talk about New it Jersey. Sucked. Yeah. New, New Jersey was I mean it was still a loss, but it was a much more fun game. Uh because we got Yanni Gord back. We got Yanni Gord in the lineup. Right. Your, Jer- your jersey came too just in time for Our that. Jersey one, right? came just in time. So I got to watch Yanni's first game in, in my Yanni Gord jersey. It felt great. Love it. Dude, he Love had some it. jump too, right? He stood out to me as like I mean, absolutely. I guess he hadn't played three games already, so or still, four games already. Still, like he absolutely jumps. Yeah, he pops all over the yeah. place. Yeah, um, you know what it made me think watching is I watch Brandon Tanov a lot, right? And he's got mm-hmm. those quick feet, always moving, always jumping. Mm-hmm. Um, I would really like to see Yanni Gord with Brandon Tanov and like Jared McCann on a line or something. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that, that would just be very, very quick. Very yeah. A lot of movement. Yeah, that would be, would, uh, that'd be, be interesting. Maybe wiry. 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 I'd like a. I'd like to see uh, uh, Yanni Gord and Brandon Tanev out there on the PK as a, as a, together at the same yeah. time. I can see some shorthanded goal potential there. I, you know, it's funny you mentioned Brandon Tanev because when I watched Yanni Gord, the first thing that jumped out at me after not seeing him in a any, any game yet, and yeah, seeing Tanev through a few preseason games and the regular season games so far, I felt like Yanni Gord reminded me of just like a a slightly more skilled Brandon Tanev, you know, like, yeah. Tanev has shown some, some, some good skill, obviously early, but Yanni Gord made some plays that were like, Oh wow. He's got like first line potential. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, he throws hits and he works as hard as Tanev. And I love seeing that he's got that, uh, 
that shit eating grin on his face when he's getting into scrums. Oh, man. He's just got that smile you that already you know tell the other team is so you don't mad like, at. Don't like to play against, right? They, they give him a face Love watch it. and he just smiles at him. Like, yeah. oh, that's got to be the most frustrating thing ever. Yeah, that's what JT <laughs> Brown was, said on. Yeah, I was just going to say JT Brown even said it on the broadcast. You know, he did playing not like playing against him. Score. Yeah. So you love to have that guy on your team, right? Every, everybody needs one. I thought Brandon yeah. Tanev was going to be the guy. And Brandon Tanev is kind of that dude with his goal celebration. But uh, yeah. to have Yanni Gord stepping into that role as well is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. We also got in that game. So um, in Columbus and Philly, by the way, we didn't mention, we also were down if it's done those games. We're not sure what happened. Hockey doesn't have to dispose right. a lot with their injuries. They just kind of have uh, upper body and lower body. Yeah. Did you hear what happened with Vincent? No, it was... Which which game did he, it was after the fight right so he got after he the had Nashville a fight game. in Nashville and he went to the locker room for a bit but came back and out he and played the rest the of the game. game yeah right so I didn't hear anything else but that's the only uh, that's the only thing I can think of the only too, thing yeah. I can think of is you know yeah rough something up in there but and it's still early in the season I yeah I don't yeah. think uh, it's anything serious early in the season we have eight defensemen on the road trip so it made perfect sense yeah. to just sit him for a day or two if he was even sore because we're also trying to feel out who our defensemen are going to be you know flurry and susie have been both healthy scratches so far so you yeah. know borgan hasn't exactly. played yet and he hasn't been sent down yet so we we're still trying to find our demon so dunn was out those two games he came back in new jersey uh brandon tanev dropped the gloves right away on his first shift it looked like he was kind of looking for it almost or the other guy yeah. was looking for it but it definitely it when looked it like he, that early they, i think there's they're generally kind of looking for it Somebody is because we lost six to one to Philly, so it didn't surprise me yeah. to see someone try and get the team get the exactly. you know last game of the road trip. You know we we really wanted to get that one, and uh, but again, like the common theme, like another early sure. goal, like two on it one, five goal. minutes in, and it's one nothing New Jersey, and like then a couple minutes later, rebound, and it's like like I I felt like we were battling. I felt like it didn't feel like Philadelphia, but man, like down two nothing, like less than halfway through the first again was just like such a common theme early in the season that is not a fun one <laughs> yeah it is not great to give up that early goal um but you know how many of these how many of these games were the home opener for the other team yeah i don't know i know nashville is but after that i'm not even sure i'm, I'm not sure pre- i'm pretty confident columbus was too and i think philly was uh new jersey might not have been it could have been i mean we have played but more i think games that might i teams. think there might have been four home openers here and you yeah. know fans didn't get to come to most of these places last year too it's been like two yeah. years since they've seen the game live it's been yeah. two years since the guys have played in front of a full stadium like this yeah so i mean that's that's a hard environment to play yeah all, all five games going into full houses sure. fans just fired up you know the, the teams are all fired up to play against you it's tough that's i mean when you give up an early goal <laughs> maybe that's part of the reason why so the fact that they were able to battle back into this one and didn't fall into another philadelphia hole was was good to see they even came within one goal by the third so no i felt like i felt like this game too like i felt like it was a good game like i felt like like new jersey had a couple of early goals it sucked but then like you know we had some chances after that like it's like yeah like we had the three on one with that gourd playing on the top line and they just couldn't even connect and get a shot off everly had a breakaway and he deked and missed the net like we had some we had some chances um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we dodged a huge bullet because New Jersey scored like oh, just yeah. after the, the period, like the, like as the close first, as right? can yeah. be with yeah, yeah. Like they called it a goal on the ice, like it was that close. Yeah. Um so as much as we had chances, we also dodged a bullet there. Um but this was also this was Joey Decord, right? Joey Decord played this game. Yep, Joey Decord because Joey Decord was on I'll give him credit. So. 
Yeah, so Dreger got put on IR. We're not sure what happened to him. So he's out for at least a week. Uh, we called Joey Decord up. So Joey Decord had to like fly out that day. Grubauer played all the games. So we started Decord and he, uh, you know, after those two first period goals, he really shut it down. He played yeah, amazing he played well. the rest of the game. He played yeah. really well the second and third period, I thought. He was every bit as good as I thought he looked in preseason. Um, yeah. In preseason, straight up, he looked better than Chris Dreger. Like, yeah, <laughs> to be completely honest. Yeah. And he he had made some really good saves. And so to see him come in New Jersey and, you know, just continue that get after the first couple of the goals, of course, um, yeah. that's a tough, that's a really hard situation to come in and start, start a hockey game like that, flying in, yeah. not even knowing you're on the team, like when you wake up that morning. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, shouts to Decord. He's also got the best mask on the team too, best goalie mask. I love his. Got a whole bunch of like pirate ships and uh, yeah, he's got a cool tentacles one. on it. It's it's pretty cool. <laughs> Is he the one? Did you see that report? Is he the one that wouldn't have Davy Jones on it because it scared him as a kid? Was that him? <laughs> yes, that's so funny. I love it. <laughs> yeah, he's got the best mask, but Dreger's got the best pads with the eyes on it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So uh, Decord looked good. Uh, Jeremy Lazan separated Jack Hughes' shoulder. Jack Hughes' number one pick a couple oh, years ago. Yeah, from New Jersey. that was uh, and pretty awkward. Is, it was just one of those things where sometimes like big, strong defense, like Lazan, they finish hits that maybe they could let up on. But like at the same time, when you're in the moment, you're kind of putting the guy down. It just kind of is finishing his check. So I also understood yeah. the response from New Jersey. They were upset about it. It's their, one of their guys. And uh, they sent a big boy after Lazan and we got a big boy fight um, early in the second period. So mm-hmm. um, I did see the we had six fights in our first five games in team history. So I felt that Whew. Vegas game was a little, I don't want to say soft. It just was like, it was definitely more about the hockey and there were some hits, but there wasn't really any scrums. No, uh, nothing really to talk about other game. than, you know, Vegas went up three, we tied it and Vegas got a questionable goal late and it was just very back and forth hockey. Yeah. Every game on after that has been, been more you know, physical, much more physical. So it's at least good to see that we're not afraid to play that way. Cause you know, some teams, some nights, that's just, it's going to have to be that way. Uh, yeah. I hope but then, yeah, then we okay, got, by the way, what's that? I hope Jack Hughes is okay, man. He's good. Yeah, I saw he had a separated shoulder. Um, no surgery, they said, uh, was going to be required. He's on IR, so he's, you know, they had to sit him for a week. But I'm sure, you know, once, it's, you know, it's early in the season. Probably a pain thing at this better. point. It's, yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll, okay. he'll be all right. So that's, yeah, you never want, you never want to see someone get hurt like that. Yeah. Uh, what was good, though, is so then we got a couple power plays back-to-back in that, uh, in the immediate aftermath, and we generated a lot of pressure and a lot of chances. And then after the second one expired, we kept the puck in the zone and uh, we ended up getting, getting a goal and uh, Shahan got a rebound. So that was good to see us get right back in it. Yeah. Um, one of those things where you don't always have to score on the power play for it to really change the momentum. Right. Had a boy. You know, yeah. keeping the puck in the zone, once the power play is over, like you can almost, when you're at a game, like when the power play ends, it's not really over until the puck clears the zone. Cause like yeah. when you're on the penalty yeah. kill, like you don't feel safe when the power plays over if the other team has possession and like a defenseman sprints in from the box and he's playing wing or it's a guy that's playing not with his line. Like until the puck clears the zone, that's when you kind of feel like, you know, okay, we killed it all off. Cause that's what happened. We kept the puck in, yeah. in deep. We drew a penalty immediately after the first power play, which led to two more minutes of pressure. And then we kept the puck in and got a rebound and a goal. Uh, what was unfortunate though, was again, just like, an immediate response on like just something that felt preventable, like Jimmy VC standing in the slot and like nobody finds him, you know? Yeah. Right. That, that's frustrating. Fans, they're struggling. I don't know what, what the deal is, but Jimmy VC, I thought had a heck of a game, by the way, he had so many chances. I thought he could have had more than more than, did he only score one? He only got one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought he could have had a hat. He, he was all over he the had, place. I he was all over the place. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, at some point somebody's got to find him and just, you know, get your stick on it. Like, don't let him, don't let him take that shot from the slot. Uh, yeah, it's tough to see. Um, and then it's tough to after see. that. I thought, I thought we thought we got within one when Alex Wenberg just enters the zone, and just takes a shot call, from the top dude. of the circle. There's... That lineman's got to make that call. That's not even close. Like, honestly, yeah. Watching live, I was like, oh, I thought that was offside. Oh, he scored, sweet. And then they show the replay and it's not even close. And I'm like, then when they challenge it, I'm like, ah, man. Well, you, you mentioned this on the last pod is uh, when we talked about the kick in Vegas, like, yeah, it's so much more frustrating to lose a goal than just kind of accept that the other team got one that maybe shouldn't have counted. You know, like we both talked about how in Vegas, we both thought it was a kick, but we like, before they even announced it, we kind of accepted that they're probably gonna call it a goal, whatever. Like, let's go get another one. No, man. I found myself the whole intermission mad that it was three to one and not three to two. Like I like really was like bitter about it. Like I was very, not happy that because like when they showed Such the a different game time, entering the third period too if you're only down by one totally different totally <sighs> different and when like the review was so quick i was like oh maybe it's not offside they barely reviewed that and then when they said it was like they showed then they showed the slow-mo i was like dude you have to make that call like you cannot let us get that shot off man get it you know come on yeah. make that call anyway yeah so we got our first goal waved off you know get used to it everybody you know you'll love it or hate it the offside challenge is here to stay um yeah. I I was not happy also. This is another reason I was upset is at the end of the period, Morgan Geeky is six foot three. Yeah. Jonas Siegenthaler is like 5'11 or something, right? Or six foot. Like he's shorter. He, he's shorter and he left his feet shoulder pad directly to the chops of Morgan Geeky. Like that to me, like I don't think he was intentionally trying to knock anybody out, but that's a dirty hit. Like you have to be. Yeah. You're a pro hockey player. You're like, you have to keep your feet on the ice and you have to get that shoulder in the chest. Like he came like high and hard. And, uh, and what upset me the most is like, good on Ryan Donato, not a fighter, but he sees no. that from across the ice. And he immediately comes flying over. Like he sees mm-hmm. it. Like that is a bad hit. Shoulder he, grabs him, he at least gets on top of him and at least looks like he kind of wins the wrestling match of a fight, which sometimes it's all it takes to show, like show the guys, like we talked about, you're here to battle for your guys. But then, you know, we, in, uh, where do we talk about in Nashville? Vince Dunn throws the big hit. The big guy grabs Dunn immediately. They get in a fight. The guy in Nashville gets two for roughing. So we get a power play out of the deal, but they avoid calling the instigator because they were like, eh, we understand what happened. You know, sometimes the refs, for those that don't know, if you get two minutes for instigating a fight, you get a two minute penalty, the five for fighting, plus an automatic 10 minute misconduct. So you're gone for almost a whole period, 17 minutes of hockey. The refs will circumvent that rule sometimes. I feel like they just feel like the fight's justified. So they're like, eh, right. that guy started it, but it needed to happen. So we're only going to give him two for roughing or two front sportsman like conduct. And then you avoid issuing the 10 minute. So I had a problem that that was a, a hit that should have been called a penalty. You could even argue if you wanted to call it a five, like you could argue a major penalty on that hit. Geeky was fine. So I understand, but you, that should have at least been two for checking to the head. Yeah. Yeah. It was really frustrating watching, the- watching him get hit in the head and then we go on a penalty kill. And then, and we lose Donato for essentially the whole and third the, period. Like we're yeah. down two goals, we're down a goal score, and we're immediately killing a penalty in a third. So I found myself in a real bad mood that second intermission. I remember like visibly being like, "Man, we've lost all these games. We're one, two, and one. Like I really needed a win tonight, and we had a goal waved off, and like we're down a man." But then, like the exciting thing is, we killed off that penalty. We battled in the third. We drew a penalty, and then an immediate trip off the faceoff. So we had a full five on three, and we scored on it. And that's yeah, like, you got that's encouraging to see. Yeah. That's encouraging to see in that situation, down two goals, third period, five on three, you have to score there. And we did. And that was encouraging to see. 
Yeah. We got the goalie pulled. We didn't really get much of a threat. And that that's, that's always frustrating when you don't really even get the puck to the net with your goalie out. Um, but yeah, you know, it happens. Much it's kind more of a fight sheet though, too. Much more fight in New Jersey. I thought overall. Yeah, for sure. They came back, they played a really strong third period. Um, especially after dealing with that horrible end to the second. Um, so it was good to see overall, like I thought it was a competitive game. Um, outside of Philadelphia, they were all really competitive games, you know? Yeah. So yeah. even though they did look slower at some points, even though they mm. only got one win, um, for the most part, it was four competitive hockey games out of five in a long road trip to open up the year. So, I'm, yeah, you know, the, the, the record isn't great, but uh, yeah, they, they look like a real hockey team and I'm excited about that. Yeah, I think one thing that encouraged me about the, the Columbus game, I mentioned how I felt like they kind of looked slow from the start. Yeah. What I was encouraged about was that game. I felt like they actually did play pretty good defense around Grubauer. Um, he made good saves, but he didn't have to make many second saves. We didn't give up many rebound chances. Um, I expect to see more, more of those games as the season goes on. That's kind of the Columbus yeah. game is kind of what I expected more of regularly. You know, I, I mean, hopefully we're not like, I feel like we're going to play a little faster than that, but I expected more grinded out games with like, you know, not giving up any second chances and, you know, I hope that that's going to be end up being more of the theme is once we start to figure each other out, our defensive pairs get to know each other, uh, our communication gets better in our defensive zone. I hope to see more more of that uh, that that good team defense than we've seen so far. Yeah, they're getting a little more a little bit more practice this week too. Um, they didn't get many chances yep. with all that travel, so they'll get more work on the ice together to work on yeah. those those issues that we've seen. Um, yeah, and it'll, look, kind it'll, of a- it'll look better. What kind of stuff, I guess, so overall, what are your overall things? What, what kind of, I guess, were your overall thoughts on the trip or what what points did you, what, what jumped out at you, uh, I guess, good and bad? What did you think, what did you like that we did? What did you not like? Um, I mean, I really just, I, I didn't care for the defensive performance just in general. Um, I thought Grubauer overall played really well for, for the whole trip, uh, the Philly game notwithstanding. Um, so that was that was good to see. I was really happy with, with, with Grubauer's play. The defense, you know, um, Vince Dunn didn't look too great in his own defensive zone, uh, but he did yeah. look good in the offensive zone. Yeah. So we, we do like that. You know, and just to, them as a whole, they're giving up too many grade A chance, scoring chances. And you can't, yeah. you can't do that. I don't care how good Philip Grubauer is playing. You got to be able yeah. to at least clear, you got to at least be able to clear the rebounds out, right? Bounce off the pad. Somebody get a stick on it, get it to the corner or, you know, take the man out. Yeah, I'd rather at some point take a couple extra two-minute penalties because you're just like tossing somebody, you know, before yeah. they get to the puck. You know, like you gotta we're big and tough on the back end and we're not afraid to obviously use that muscle and fight. So let's use it in front of the net, you know, like clear the front mm-hmm. of the net out. Yeah. Um, I'm you know with you like these, well, those these defense the defensemen, by the way, are they all have been really good so far in their careers, right? Like they're, mm-hmm. they're all talented players. So mm-hmm. it's not working yet, but I, I feel very confident that it's only gonna get better as the season goes on. Right. And a lot of times guys will get paired up and they'll even play a few seasons with like the same pair. All these yeah. guys are on brand new pairs for the first time. Like Mark yeah. Giordano's playing with different guys almost every night. He's playing with Susie. He's playing with mm-hmm. Lazan. He's playing with Dunn. Like he's playing with Flurry. Like, like, and uh, Alexiak and Larson are the only two that have kind of stuck together. So they're at least, they should get stronger once they, as they get used to each other. And, um, and, you know, I kind of agree. I, I, I really agree. It's like, I, I wasn't too worried about us, the lack of goal scoring, I guess, because it was kind of almost expected, like, hey, like, we just, you know, we're going to be a better defensive than offensive team, and we'll find our offensive touch as the season goes along. But I was discouraged by all the all the goals we gave up, just not even in Philly, just kind of overall, just early goals. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that was kind of discouraging to see. I think the special teams is, I don't want to say 
you know, we knew we were going to start slow, <laughs> but at the same time, like special teams is one of those things that for sure is like, when you go through the season about halfway through your practices are pretty much exclusively special teams, you know, you're in shape, you do morning skates on game days, and then you're pretty much working on special teams, like for more than half of your practices. So I expected the penalty kill and the power play to maybe not come out blazing and the power play and times hasn't looked great. It's actually looked really good at times better than I anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. Penalty kill though. I feel like they're not on the same page on the PK, even though I don't think they've given up too many power play goals, like statistically. Um, in fact, yeah, Nashville, I think they've only given up one. I don't know if Vegas got any, but I feel like they're giving up a lot of chances and they're not getting the puck out. And I feel like they're running all over the place. Like I, I feel like the special teams definitely has a, has, has a lot of work to do and they need to better get the puck out of their own zone. They need to get, they need their, their passing needs to get better and they need to be more, you know, they just need to get the puck out more consistently. Yeah, for sure. Um, I am encouraged. Let's talk about some nice things. Yeah. Um, the, I'm encouraged by Brandon Tanev, obviously. Hell yeah. Leading goal scorer, man. Would love to see that. He's yeah. the guy that, uh, that that's really just jumped out, I think, to everybody. Um, I'm yeah. still really high on Jared McCann, too, man. He's the guy that He's loves got three to shoot also. it's working. He's got as many as Tanev. Yeah. So the two leading goal scorers, shocker, are, uh, are, are my two highlights of, of the road trip. Uh, what about you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm encouraged that we're we're getting healthier. That we we already are like uh, you know, we got Yanni Gord back in New Jersey. Um, Cali Yarncroke should be coming back now for the for the homestand. And I mean, those are two yep. top six forwards. We're worth uh, two of yeah. our top six forwards that whole road trip. I mean, I'm encouraged that we're getting healthier. Uh, Brandon Tanev, I think everybody will agree, he's the one that jumped out that jumped out at all of us. Like he just he looked really really good, and he looked good on both ends of the ice. You know, not just like a defensive mm-hmm. forward, but a two way forward. Um, I think, uh, you know, Ryan Donato continues his strong play from the preseason. I think Ryan Donato is just getting himself in positions to, to continue to score. Um, they had him on the first power play unit once or twice. So he was getting some looks there. Um, I liked, uh, I, I liked that. And overall, like as frustrating as it is, everybody hasn't scored yet. I do like how many chances he's getting himself in because it's one thing when you're not yeah. scoring, you're not getting chances. If you're getting chances and you're a proven goal scorer, like just keep going. Like it happens. Yeah. It happens They're gonna to everybody. Come. They're gonna come. So I'm encouraged that Jordan Eberle is getting himself chances. And uh I think him and Schwartz are gonna they're, they're, the goals are gonna come for them. Um so I'm encouraged by by a lot of that stuff. I think uh I think we'll we'll start bearing bearing down and getting more finishing more chances as we just you know continue to play together. So yeah, one thing I'll tell everyone too, like five games in, like it's no, like it's five games. Like Colorado is one and three yeah. right now. Like like Montreal doesn't have a point. Uh, the Buffalo Sabers are three and zero. Oh. Like I looked like right now. Like uh, yeah, it's Florida, Buffalo, Detroit at the top of the Atlantic. You know, like no reason for anybody to panic. If you look at it, uh, we're a football town. We have been right. Mm-hmm. There's 82 hockey games in a season. There's 16 football games in a season. We've played five. We've played one football game. So basically we started with a 10 a.m. road game and we lost, like we lost, <laughs> but like we started we with a 10 a.m. road game and we're 0 and 1 and there's plenty of season left. Well, I guess there's that's 74 good, games now, I but like still that. it's, it's about the same, you know, it's about like, that's what I think about with baseball is like, it's 162 games. So I'm like every 10 games, a football game, it's an easy way to kind of break it down. So we lost the opener, tough one to swallow, but there's a full season left to play. So don't, don't panic everybody stay on board. We have four no. home games coming up. Let's start to, Far let's too start early to excited about that. Yeah, far too early to panic. Yeah, before we uh we do that, Talk what else? Some, uh, what else? Some happened? news. Some team yeah, what news? else happened around the league? Oh, around the league, right? 
Um, well, Jack Hughes that we talked about before he, uh, before he, you know, Jeremy Lazan knocked him out with a separated shoulder. Uh, the game before <laughs> it was just the game prior. Um, I don't remember who they were playing, but he scored an absolutely beautiful OT winner, and oh, immediately. Yeah. And what was perhaps even more pretty than his OT winner was the Sally afterwards when he skates over directly over to the glass and just tosses his stick into the stands. <laughs> that was amazing. Was, if you haven't looked it, it up, gorgeous. go look it up right now, folks. It was so awesome. I actually heard him, somebody was asking him about it and he, they were like, so did, was this planned or whatever? He was like, oh no, I had no idea what I was doing. I just, I, I almost blacked out. I just scored and I, I, I skated over and I went, oh, you know what? I should just toss this in. He no, no thoughts to it. And it only works as an overtime winner too, right? You can't do oh, that yeah. at any other point in the game. You look like a jackass and it's not an overtime goal, but right? oh man, that was awesome. And I it hope it's so a new good. trend that happens. I just thought it was so great. Like he did, he scored an absolute beauty. It was two on two yeah. and he hit the brakes and like, he just like, like one defenseman slid, the other defenseman was covering the other guy, the goalie went down and he just waited, 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 beautiful goal. And, uh, and yeah, straight to the boards, leg in the air, tosses the stick. Oh, it was awesome. I loved every second of it. So hopefully yeah. we get Jackie's back on the ice for some more sweet sellies. Yep. Uh, the only, the, the other news around the league that I think affects the crack in the most yeah. would be Vegas got hit with the injury bug. Yeah, Vegas. After we played them, they they've struggled a little bit. They're uh, yeah, they've only got what? What are they at right they, now? They're they haven't won. They're, they lost the other two games, right? Yeah, yeah, they did, and they've yeah. lost the other two games. They've also lost their captain, Mark Stone. They lost Max Pacioretty. Both uh, the Mark Stone one is weird. I've seen he's like anything from day to day to week to week to like yeah. Set, like, there's no set timetable on him. He could be anything. But is he, uh, he they, they didn't did they put him on IR? Do you know? I'm not sure. I don't recall. Patcheretti's sure. on IR. Patcheretti's on IR, and he's gonna be out several weeks. I think it was like four to six yeah. or something. Um, they're gonna miss Patcheretti for a while, and those are their those are their top two scorers, really. Those are big losses. Yeah, those are guys they've acquired they're in the last couple of years, like, and they paid and they signed extensions. They're they're, they're the probably their biggest forwards. Like yeah, them and William Carlson, but uh, yeah. Those are huge losses to a team that's already one and three and supposed to win the division. So it really opens up the Pacific even more. You know, we thought it yeah. was like Vegas number one and then sort of a bit of a muddled mess in the middle with, uh, you know, maybe the California teams on the bottom. And now it's sort of like, well, shit, anybody could be ahead in this division a month from now. Yeah. The only team that's really looked, I mean, great is Edmonton. Well, Edmonton's yeah, Edmonton so actually far. looks, looks um, very good. So, but you know, again, it's early in the season, you know, it's like uh, the Saints beat the Packers 38 to three in that first game, you know? So, Hey, Edmonton, Edmonton rolled in their first game and that's awesome yep. for them, but it's still like, you know, there's a lot of season left to be played, but Edmonton does, Edmonton does look really good right now. Um, yep. The San Jose Sharks are three, you know, aren't they? Uh, yeah. How the about San Jose the Sharks, Sharks and the Buffalo Sabres are both three and Uh Anyway, so don't yeah, don't don't Just don't, like don't do everything you see. It'll all settle in as the games go along. There's 82 of these to go. We haven't even played a home yet. We're about to open up Climate Pledge Arena. It's gonna be wild. One thing I definitely don't want to see in that game, I do not want that barn to have to deal with Vancouver scoring the first five minutes like every other team has. Because like oh my god, seriously. <laughs> Like we if there's ever game you have to fast start, we cannot give up an early goal where everyone just gets all excited and then it's just oh right. Like you know. 
<sighs> they don't have to they don't have to score right away but yeah you're right they can't allow that first goal in the first five yeah. minutes you gotta and if, you gotta be playing tied at, at worst if the they do game. get an early goal it's gonna sound like we just won the stanley cup in there it's gonna, it's oh, gonna yeah. go crazy people are gonna go nuts yeah uh, oh. me being one of them uh around the around the org though a couple a couple of news before we, we, we break down those those games coming up uh joey decor before i called up he won his first start in charlotte but alex true also scored in the first two games playing for charlotte so that's good Atta to boy the prospects seattle here. legend alex we, uh, true we acquired alex barre boule on uh on waivers last pod and he's already back on waivers as of this recording so unfortunately we don't know yep. if he's in charlotte or on another team yet when we because yeah. we're recording on waiver day i think I'm we're kind of anticipating that he he claimed, doesn't clear waivers um, yeah yeah i'm we're anticipating tampa bay you know they lost kucherov they're already making their moves for the playoffs you know do they're circumventing the cap Everyone, everyone's already <laughs> mad at kucherov for getting hurt which is <laughs> You know, settle down, folks. Like, I'm sure on. he really wanted to get hurt and miss. Yeah, yeah like, come on, like, take, take a deep breath. Like, the, the problem is is the rule, but you know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we expect Barry Belay to be gone. Hopefully, he's in Charlotte. I'd love to keep him in the org. I like what I saw from him the one game. Yeah. You know, the, the two games he played, but um, Dreger went to IR. We touched on that. Joey Decor got called up, so right now Decor yeah. is a backup. There's um, no real announcement about Treasure. We don't know. I almost think it might have like this is just pure conjecture, but I almost wonder if it's just been lingering. Um, like, see, my first thought for was, a while. Uh, my first thought was pulled muscle. Yeah, like, yeah a lot of times be. goalies are crazy. They'll finish the like. Did you watch the? Uh, did you watch the All or Nothing? The Maple Leafs yet? No, I started it. I watched like okay episode one. Did you see? Did you see the one with Jack Campbell where he like gets hurt and finishes the game? No, no. Dude, it's wild because he's like talking about it like on the ice. Like he goes down and he says he like feels a pop in his groin and he finishes the game and then he's out for like months afterwards. Like it's crazy. It's so like, like, you know, when you're warmed up, the adrenaline is amazing. Like adrenaline is just amazing. Like I broke my ankle one time playing hockey and I tried to get up and skate off the ice because I was like, I I think I'm all right. And then I was like, no, something's wrong. You know, like the adrenaline pumping through you is insane in those moments. So I my again, pure conjecture. I just felt like it was an early season, maybe a pulled muscle or uh, something like that, or yeah. back spasms or something like that. So I don't think it's anything huge. Hopefully not. You know, we want to give, you know, Dreger was a great goalie last year and we definitely want to get him yeah. rolling because he's had a rough preseason. Um, encouraging notes, Cal Yarncroke's been activated off the COVID list. So Cal Yarncroke right. should be ready to roll for opening night. Oh, he's a top six forward. We're getting back. Um, it's too bad he didn't get to play Nashville. Oh, I know. Luckily we'll play them again. But uh, I know in Nashville, that would have been fun for him. Yeah. Uh, Colin Blackwell was seen skating at uh, at the Kraken Community Ice Place for the first time. So uh, so Colin Blackwell is our uh, our expansion pick from the Rangers, who people are – some people were really high on him. Um, some people yeah. have very high expectations for him for our team. They think he could even slot into our top six. I think he could kind of fit anywhere in the lineup. Um, mm-hmm. But, he yeah, Colin Blackwell was seen skating. He's only got three, like two, like two full, full-ish seasons under his belt. Too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So young, but like encouraging signs. And I think I was just looking at his stats the other day. His ice time has gone up like every season so far. Was, yeah. I uh, feel like he's a he's an analytics darling, as they say. It does. I think like yeah. analytics like Colin Blackwell. You know they, what I mean? Like they do. Yes. Small yeah. sample size, so, but they like when he's on the ice. So. But we didn't get to see any Colin Blackwell in training camp. Um, no. So like he, just to see him on the ice is uh, is really encouraging. Um, yeah, he, he wasn't even in a non-contact jersey either. He was full yeah. go for practice. So, yeah. So, um, let's see. Yanni Gord practiced for what, like a week, week and a half uh, before 
he got in game shape. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know when we'll Black see Blackwell, but I think it's going to, it's a good sign. I think we'll see him fairly soon now. Yeah. The fact that he, he was, he was just kind of week to week and nobody really knew what was going on. So the fact yeah. that he's on the ice tells you, you know, you know, at least by the end of November, we expect to have him back. I would say probably before Thanksgiving, we'll see him. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he, he's another good forward to, to inject into the lineup. Um, and then Morgan Geeky was in a, a red no contact jersey the other day. Yeah. I mean, my best guess is he got hit in the head and he got his bell rung by uh, Siegenthaler. Yeah, it could be it could be concussion yeah. protocol. That is actually yeah. a good guess. Um, now I'm uh, not just, all over just again, Just a guess. Right. <laughs> we don't know for sure. Um, you know, he hasn't been you know, put on IR or anything like that. So it might not be no, that yeah, long, so. but, but he is wearing a red jer- non-contact Jersey. So I kind of think he might not be in the lineup on Saturday, but uh, yeah, I, we'll I kind out. of expect my, I'm anticipating that Kelly Yarncroke is definitely going to be in the lineup opening night or yeah. for, for the home opener. Yeah. And I would anticipate Geeky probably sits that one just for the simple fact. Yeah. He was wearing a red, no contact Jersey. They're going to have to scratch somebody, um, yeah. you know, if it's not him, it could be like I would probably think Nate Bastion probably comes out of the lineup. Um, yeah, probably. Our, if our Geeky was guy. ready, and they wanted to keep him in. That would be my guess. But again, this is just pure conjecture, just pure speculation. Um, but that's why we do a podcast is to speculate on the Kraken. That's right. What else <laughs> do we have to do around here, anyways? <laughs> so, getting to that, I am so pumped, man! I'm about to go down to Climate Pledge Arena on Saturday. I cannot freaking wait. The building looks awesome. Uh, they have oh. the crew fighters in. I know Coldplay is going to be there Friday night, the night before. It looks, it looks just so amazing. And uh, it looks so good. Vancouver you see, like the, the live, the live wall. Yeah, the wall that's yeah, got the like trees and bushes and plants in it. Yeah, <laughs> it looks so it looks good. Looks amazing. And it looks like you come in on the upper level, and there's escalators down once you walk in. So yeah, I'm really curious to see how it feels when I, when, when we walk in there because we've been. We've walked into Key Arena so many times for, you know, T-Bird games. It's, it's going to feel so weird to walk experience. into this place for an NHL game, and it's going to look like an NHL facility. It looks like it's top to – it mm-hmm. looks like it's it's as good as it gets, so I can't wait. Um, the game, Vancouver, yeah. the Canucks, our first real game against the Canucks. It's going to be fun. They uh, they sort of got right in their in their their last game. They just uh, they just finished. They just beat um, – Blackhawks. They just beat the Blackhawks. Yeah, who? So it's not the exactly right now. So it's not exactly a statement win with the way the Blackhawks have been playing this year. Nothing, nothing, nothing to brag about. But uh, but no, the Canucks. Uh, Quinn Hughes missed a game or two, and he's he was back in the lineup site. I saw he had a two minute and fifty five second shift against Chicago. Um, yeah, yeah, I got stuck on the ice. But mm. uh, but no, they. Uh, you know, I I think the the Canucks are sort of nobody really knows where they're going to finish. They're they, they're around the middle of the packs, people think they could, they could bounce back and, you know, make another playoff run. So people think they're going to fall right back down. Um, but they have, you know, they have Quinn Hughes and Elias Pedersen. They just signed those, their big studs. Um, they also have, you know, Brock Besser. Uh, they have Bo Horvat as their captain. Um, yeah. That's got a lot of, I feel like they've got a lot of talent, but they're like not as good as their talent almost says they should be, you know? Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I, I agree know. with that. Like, there's there's room for them to just have a really good game because I'm just like oh well yeah Elias Pettersson's just that good like he's gonna do that to you but then at the yeah. same time like at the same time they've already lost to Buffalo and Detroit this year so, yeah I I don't know I'm still not super high on them but uh, I, I I think it'll be a competitive game yeah so far they've uh, 
So they're yeah, winnable I think they're like a, for, for the They've played five games like us. Yeah, they've played five too. So that's, nobody's played more than five. Um, so five is as many as anybody's played. So they're just like us. They've played as they played five games. They're two, two and one. We're one, three and one. So they're, you know, a couple points ahead of us right now. Um, I'm looking at their stats right now. Connor Garland is their Connor Garland, and JT Miller both have six points. So they're, they're the leading scorers on the squad right now. So Connor Garland's got to watch out for. Like he's, he's a little yeah. guy with a lot of skill. Um, JT Miller also too has been since he's gotten traded to Vancouver has been he's been a staple on their on their top in their top six so they do seem they should have good forward depth like their top nine yeah. should be pretty good they haven't played that they want to yet but it's still early um, and yeah they're you know I think their defense is where you have room to you know you should have room to get a couple of good chances on this team that's just yeah you know I, I I feel like that's where you know it's a game where you you know you might not win two to one but you should be able to win four to three you know. Yeah, we should we should in theory match up pretty well with them because we should have a good defense. So if our if our defense plays Hopefully. well, <laughs> and like can can shut down da- slow down, you know, guys like Brock Besser and Elias Pedersen, uh, Connor yeah. Garland, and yeah. then our offense should should have plenty of chances to score on you know Vancouver's pretty not good defense. I don't think too highly of, you know, Tyler Myers defense and uh, Oliver Ekman Larson has only yeah. gotten worse as his career has gone on. Um, yeah. Used to be really good, but yeah, they got some good young guys. They got it. Rathbone. They're really yeah. high on Rathbone. Um, but still like young, young defenseman, Quinn Hughes, like that's should, the thing is like, he's, yeah. he's Quinn not a great offensive defenseman. Like, you know, <laughs> he's, yeah, he, he's not great in his own defensive zone. Yeah. He's, he battles hard. I think Quinn Hughes is, I think he's pretty he, – he's not bad in his defensive zone, but he definitely is undersized, and that, like, comes yeah. into play. Like, yeah. it does when you play defense in your defensive zone. Like, it's hard – it's hard to clear, like, big bodies out in front of the net when you're, you know, undersized. So, um, I think there should – we should be everyone to get chances. I think it's going to be interesting to see how the team handles – you know, you mentioned all the home openers on the road. It's going to be interesting to see how they handle that energy on their side. Um, yeah. It's going to be – it's going to feel like a playoff game. It's going to feel like a – it's going to feel like a playoff game in that building. Like, people are going to be – jacked up it's going to be full it's going to be loud and you know there's going to be a big show beforehand everyone's going to be there early so it's important you have to fast start i think yeah i agree um i think they should absolutely win this one they match up well with vancouver uh and yeah like you said all the energy in that building is going to be off the charts i'm fired up right now just thinking about it yeah man so i can't wait i can't wait to see the pregame show i want to know what they're going to do they're going to have some ice Fun things on the ice. They uh, have to projectors have and stuff. To. They got to do I'm something. Sure they will. It's, it lends itself so well to it. We get to hear the yeah. goal song like confirmed because we've, you know, got a little peek at it in preseason, but it wasn't ever officially like announced as this is the goal yeah. song. You know, what are they going to skate out to at the beginning of the game? Yeah, just, just so many great options, and I, I'm, yeah. I'm pumped to see it, man. It's going to be so yeah. cool. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we. Uh... We get to see local legend Ryan Gibbons on the ice too. Hopefully that'll be a, yeah, that'll be shout out by the way, for those who didn't see <laughs> Ryan Gibbons a couple of weeks ago, had a scary injury in the preseason. He was, He's a line. So we, by the way, we've, we've mentioned on this pod, right? We were billets for Ryan Gibbons. He was a four year, four year, five-year player for the Thunderbirds. He lived, he lived with us yeah. the first year. So four years he lived with us. Uh, we still stay in touch. He's a linesman in the NHL now. He's doing awesome. Um, but yeah, just like a freak accident before the game. He was at the bench doing something, talking to a player or grabbing a drink of water. I don't know what. And he turned to skate away and a defenseman was just taking warm-up laps. And man, just a shoulder right to the jaw. He got a, got a had to go through the concussion protocol. So hopefully he can get cleared and uh, we can we can see him uh, doing some cracking games soon. 
Yeah, man. It'll be fun to see. I hope he's there. Uh, so after the opener, there's going to be one more game before we record next. And it's a very interesting team. The Montreal Canadiens, who on one hand were in the Stanley Cup Finals last year, and on the other hand, are the only team without a point so far this year. And they've also played five games, which, like I mentioned, no one's played more of. They are 0-5. I don't think I, I don't think either of us even can really considered Montreal a playoff team when we did our predictions episode. They wouldn't have been last year in the normal division alignment. They only yeah. were because of the Canadian division. And, and you know what? And, this but, year, but then they won three playoff series. Yeah. Now they don't, they don't even have Kerry Price this year. Yeah, Terry Price is still out. He's uh, you know, get, get working on his mental health. So, Chef's Terry Price. We wish him they all the best. Have yes, Yesperi Kakinemi either. They do not have Kakinemi. <laughs> uh, they don't have Thomas Tatar, who can be a really good goal scorer. They just they don't have Shea Weber, Philip who Denault. may never play hockey again. Huh? Denault's gone too. Yep, They're their best their top center, scored. who is like a shutdown defensive. Just... They, they lost a lot. They did, and I look at their 0-5 record. Yeah, I'm not scared of Montreal. I mean, they lost a lot, and they weren't they were they were okay last year. It just feels weird to say yeah. they weren't that good last year because they they ended up going to the finals. So it's just like yeah. Carey Price went out of his mind and they played some good defense and you know they got timely goals. Um it's almost like their playoff run was like the the regular season for the Mariners this year. It was really not explainable how they were just like winning so many games, you know? Like, yeah. It didn't make sense no the whole time. This. It's the goal. It's Carey Price. The clock, the clock struck midnight, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Carey Price can do that. But... Playoff series, right? Yeah. I uh, I will say, I am hoping that Montreal, I think they, I think I saw, I think they have one more game before. I think they played Detroit. I'm hoping they have a win. I really don't want to play a team that hasn't won yet. I don't know. I'm a little, maybe I'm, maybe that's crazy. I'm sure little, whether they have beat Detroit has no impact. <laughs> I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. That's exactly it. Um, no, I, uh, I'm i with you. We should definitely, I mean, between Vancouver and Montreal, I really hope next week we're talking about two wins and we're talking about a three-game yeah. team and, you know, we're bouncing back and now we're finding our way. We're at home. At the very minimum, they should at least split these, but I would really hope they win both these games. Yeah, me too. I feel confident that they can. Um, and, yeah, I think the Vancouver one is going to be the, the tougher victory. Yeah, uh, Vancouver should be the tougher, the tougher matchup. But yeah, they're both absolutely winnable games. So go out and do it in front of the home crowd, man. Yeah. Yeah. Montreal's coming all the way also from out east. So we got the whole time zone thing for them too. It'll be it'll be a late start for them. So yes. It'll be nice. fun, man. It'll be fun to get our first home game. So next week we'll uh, we'll break down uh we'll break down how it goes in climate pledge. We'll break down, I'll give you my thoughts on the arena because I will be in the house Saturday Beautiful. night. Um and yeah, we'll get to we'll get to talk about some some home cracking hockey. Should be fun. All right. Yeah. I think that about wraps it up for uh, episode number 27. Germany got any favorite number 27s? It's kind of a dead of a number, actually. You know, I yeah, it. I remember I, I looked at a couple and there wasn't a whole lot out there. Um, Shea Theodore is a weird one because he wore number 17 when he was on Thunderbird, so I don't think of him that way. But he is 27 for the night, so I want to at least shout out Shea Theodore. You know, he was he's a really good solid T-Bird first-round draft pick. He's, you know, even though he's on our hated rival, the Vegas Golden Knights, you know, give him a little love. Uh, I would probably go with big play Babs, Jordan Babineau. Jordan Babineau, that's a that's Jordan Babineau. He was a strong goal. safety, which is funny because we talked about Ken Hamlin last week, who was the other safety on that first Super Bowl team against the Steelers, and Jordan Babineau was the other one. So I think he's the one that made the tackle on Romo when they had the uh, yeah when Romo yes. fumbled the field goal, right? Yeah. Babineau tackled, yep, him, right? That was, that was and that's when big play Babs was born. So shout out to shout out Jordan Babineau. Well, uh, I don't think we're going to be talking about Seahawks safeties here 
as we're rapidly approaching episode 29 and 31. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for later, though. I don't have any any number 27s, man. Like they're all I mean, Scott Niedermeyer is like yeah. If you, want to say, if you want to talk about hockey, if you we, we throw out probably Niedermeyer is probably the the yeah the best player that wore the number, so we should at least shout him out. Um, yeah, but yeah, Seattle that's, players you know, though. There's no there's there's not much but beyond Jordan Babineau. Yeah, yeah. We'll get some good ones though coming up here. Yeah, 28, 29. We'll, you know, hopefully by the time we get to episode 33, we can shout out Jamal Adams because he's just turned it around and he's playing better <laughs> by the the rest of the season. <laughs> we'll see. Well, let's hope. All right. Well, anyways, anyway. that is it for episode 27, the Dennis Shalowski episode. Never forget. That's right. <laughs> we'll Thanks uh, for talk your contributions. To guys. That's right. We'll talk to you guys next week after the home opener. Uh, and we'll take another crack at it. No cracking. No cracking.